Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You want there to be success for people somewhere deep inside our dark holes, our souls, holes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of works still in a weird way. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and this week I'm joined by Baffle Gabbers Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. Danae Hughes. Oh, that's me. Hi. And Ian Whittington. Hello. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. That's right. It is a four-person B-team BTS, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Uh, We are excited. Uh, Let's start here. Welcome, Ian Whittington, officially to the B team, congratulations! Yay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello. Yes, your uh, initiation Ian? has begun. Oh no. yeah! Do we know what this we want to do? This is an odd way to tell me. I didn't know until five seconds yes. ago. That's Ian a surprise. is broadcasting <laughs> with an egg up his. Never mind. What is this initiation? Oh, right. oh, you didn't get that email? Jonathan yeah. sent that. Yeah. 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 The egg made no sense when it came know. in the post. Completely I, smashed to pieces. I've never, um, I've never, um, uh, sororityed or whatever the male ver- fraternity. I've never fraternity. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I know what hazing is, but I've seen that in some movies about an egg. So yeah. I'm You're like, I don't know what hazing is, but I do know what egg <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask. When I see a man that needs an egg up his ass, I know it. Uh, well, welcome, Ian. Uh, and yes, uh, Ian is officially a part of the uh, full time CinemaSins team. So um, welcome aboard and. As an official member of the B team, you have a home here on uh, on BTS. So uh, for so, my sins, <laughs> for your sins, so. quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, we are excited that Ian is on board, and because there are now four of us who all have ultra important uh, points to make about everything we're going to talk about today, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Let's get into <laughs> the sin side scoop. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, and how we felt about the stuff we are sending. We kick it off in commercial sins 
Uh, how do we feel about the Pepsi clown, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> so as you guys know, I like to uh, try to think through the assignments for these. Um, mm-hmm. And so obviously when I saw a murder clown, you know I've got to wonder what Jonathan thinks about it. So but what a strange <laughs> commercial. Just what a strange one. I don't know how I felt about this one. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed your script. I had never seen it before. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, it was, it's an interesting commercial. Um, I will say, despite what I wrote though, I actually am a Pepsi person. Uh, if, if I have to make a choice, I mean, I don't, I don't drink much. What's Honestly, don't drink a lot of Is soda anymore. Is it sweeter? But... Yeah, Pepsi's sweeter. Yeah, it's sweeter. Because I feel like when I have Coke, there's like a little bit more of a stabbing sensation in mm-hmm. my throat yeah. from yep. like the, the, almost like the spice hits you different and Correct. maybe yeah. even yeah but then pepsi is just a little smoother and sweeter mm-hmm. yep. yeah it's just like you're just drinking sugar which it's is why i like amazing. coke better i like coke i like to be i like to be like i have some activity you know happening yeah. rather than just be a sugar yeah but as some of the chat is mentioning yes i the la la land that one came from my heart so I'm not, <laughs> not a la la if land the, fan if there's a way to eliminate me from writing the script it would probably be the, be that sin well uh, but i but i but you could you could you could make a you could lie that's you know we're true. writing for a narrator not it's ourselves true. But, it's true. but that was a that was a true statement that's true mm-hmm. it's just not something that would have come to me the way it came to you i think uh, <laughs> it's probably fair to say yeah jonathan wrote uh, on this one jonathan did you have any other thoughts uh, behind the scenes of the writing process and stuff you liked in the script all that kind of stuff no it was just fun it was uh, you know it, it's a really it was just the commercial sins are just interesting now that i've started writing a few more it's just i i don't know it's they're so short i mean even way shorter than music videos you know but it's kind of crazy how much stuff you you come up with and sometimes have to cut but um i don't know i enjoyed mentioning you know how clowns actually aren't scary uh, most of them just look pretty silly so i thought that was fun to be able to kind of chime in on that um but yeah no just you know i'm glad you guys liked it i it was it was a, it was definitely fun uh the la la poo poo thing was i just thought that was an interesting way to name something i just don't know what they're going for with this commercial i'm very confused it but. is weird right it is a, it is yeah. a, it is a weird i mean that's yeah. understatement of the year but it is it's just a uh, what i mean by that is i I don't understand their goals with the commercial. Like, not just the commercial is weird. I mean, they're, why do this? Like, what is what is the point here? You're not getting any kind of brand recognition. You're not doing anything. I mean, you just think you're trying to be funny? Like, is that it? Is it just like, hey, we're a brand that's trying to be funny. Drink Pepsi. Maybe? I don't know. It was just I a weird the- one for me. And the the Max Taste slogan, I never really thought about it till then, how funny that was, because, I mean, I know what they're saying, but it does also kind of read like, hey, this tastes like Pepsi Max. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy. Yes. This tastes like the thing it is. Yeah, amazing. (laughs) I really love the the Christmas movie, uh, shout out and take down, you know, just... you said, however, it is better than three Home Alones and two Diehards. It's no Christmas with the cranks, though, uh, but I mean, what is? Uh, I thought that was really good. Uh, Ian, did you have any thoughts on this one? I've never seen the commercial. Thank goodness it didn't. I don't think it made it over here. If it did, I never saw it, thankfully. Um, But I just love the acknowledgement of throwing a can of pop or whatever soda will explode on you. And it's something that's done in so many movies. And it's like, (laughs) throw it, catch it, open it. No, you died or you're at least covered in soda. One of the two. Mm -hmm. Or both. Or both. Yeah. Or Pepsi Max jizz. Yes. As as is said in this one. It'll make you go blind. Yeah. It is true. It is true. Uh, 
Uh, Ian, I'm disappointed. I thought you were going to talk about last week's commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I did too. I was, I really... was so tempted. So I was mentos. really tempted. But I thought once I do it this week, I've then got to commit and it's just, it's not something I want to keep doing. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's move into TV sins. Uh, we had another uh, Star Wars Visions. Uh, Danae and Jonathan writing on this one. This was the, uh, I think the second one, Tatooine Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I yeah. think probably my least favorite of all of them. I think this is a terrible episode. I don't understand this one at all. Um, but yeah, what did you think, Danae, as you were kind of going through this? So this is the first... So I watched the first one because I was the reviewer on it. So I was just like making notes if there were any notes to make. And so, of course, I watched it. And then I shifted into this one and I was immediately perplexed on almost every level. Storytelling, visually... Just the whole, the pre- the entire premise of this episode is literally a garage band that wants to play a gig in the setting of Star Wars. And I just, I actually asked a couple people who are really huge Star Wars fans and that were starting to watch the Vision series, well, what do you think of this one? And everyone hated it. So then I felt a little more confident, like, okay, yeah. you know, this one, it's it just lacks storytelling. Animation differences is fine you know every sure. i like the idea of every episode being something unique that's really fun for me and giving you know a chance for uh, animation studios to have some interesting content uh in in a world like star wars i think that's a really great concept so i don't necessarily though the animation was kind of like a whatever for me on this one the storytelling was fucked it was so <laughs> strange yeah it's that really a, weird and it's not even like there's like this foreshadowing of story this of this of the that they have a relationship but maybe they've only known each other for like four days oh but they've been practicing for a while but they only have a few songs but they've never finished those songs there's just every little thing falls apart and it Mm -hmm. sucks when that happens because you want there to be success for people somewhere deep inside our dark holes our souls holes Kind of works still in a weird you want, way. You want there to be success for people yeah. somewhere and inside their deep dark holes. Yes, yes, uh, yes. that is the deepest darkest. Of well, them. and in yeah. Ian's, all you'll find is part of an egg. That's yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then it's also, part. it makes our job so much easier too because, you're like, oh, you dropped the ball, son. So then you can mm-hmm. kind of like go at it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I wonder if part of it is the anime thing and maybe a cultural difference. Maybe we don't like, uh, like maybe there is an element of storytelling that is just different culturally. Uh, in something like this, because these are all done yeah. by actual anime houses. Like the, you know, these are not American made. The, you know, all of these are done by anime houses. Like really well respected, respected anime houses. But is the idea that this one's about like the the story? The story seems to be about music. Like right. the music is important. The music is the main the main um, character of this particular episode. <sighs> But, th- yeah. but then building the story around how that happened or the reason that they're together, like they say things like that would make sense for a band that's been together for a long time. They've got that little, you know, oh, this is the first time that we ever played together and our music sounds the exact fucking same as it does today. And I'm just confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm confused. And are they are they trying to save their friend or are they just trying to get a gig? Like I couldn't even figure mm-hmm. out. Yeah, are exactly. they using their friend's eventual death to get themselves a leg up i i I really i couldn't even figure that out i know it was so weird yeah i think they're insinuating that the music (laughs) saved him in the end this this episode requires you to make a ton of assumptions about what is actually happening but i also left this episode wondering so if it's just 
He's going to be executed, but let us play one song for you. They play one song and the crowd says one more and the episode ends. So is the assumption to be that when they stop playing, he will still be executed? <laughs> yeah, there's yes. no resolution. There's no, <laughs> we don't know. Anyway. Uh, Jonathan, what else uh, What else did you have to say about the process of putting this together and I, some of the no, stuff you like? I mean, Danae, I agree with Danae. It was, yeah. it's, 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 it's quite terrible. And uh, we had a good time sending it. I think we had quite a bit of overlap too, because we were all pointing out, we were pointing yeah. out a lot of the, a lot of the same things. Um, I love Danae pointing out though, that guys, she called it an uninspired shuffle. <laughs> guys like at the concert. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I thought that was, I'm just picturing the animator. Like we got to have this guy doing something. Okay. How about this? <laughs> um, and then, uh, I also enjoyed, uh, maybe don't say execute you so happily. Cause like when he's, when he's <laughs> talking about, you know, we're going to do this last song. It's like before he executes you. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I love that one. Fun. Uh, Ian, what about you? Yeah, this one did nothing to enhance my enjoyment for Visions. It just made, yeah. made me think, this is getting worse and worse. I think they opened up super, super strong. Because um, I quite like the duel as ridiculous as some of it is. But this, so uh, you nailed it with the style of animation. So I've, I'm basing this on zero research. But I think this is the chibi style. Which is very kind of cute characters and... It fits, but this story didn't need to be in the Star Wars universe at all. There is so little Star Wars about it. Yeah, it just didn't didn't do much for me. But in terms of sins, people who watch concerts with their arms crossed, now that's me, and here's why. Because I'm awkward <laughs> as fuck, and I have no choice. Because if, if I was to do anything other than cross my arms, it would be to shuffle. And shuffling is even worse. So yeah. I would just quite happily stand at the bar... With my arms crossed, possibly with a drink in one awkwardly crossed arm, and just enjoy the music. I don't need to dance. I don't need to be involved with the other people. Just nod in agreement that music is being had and enjoyed. So I didn't maybe, need maybe to be touch, so attacked. Would you touch people's <laughs> shins as they pass? Only with my feet. I wouldn't because okay. my arms are crossed. And Take I'm a not drink. Oh, that's that. right. Take, Take a, a drink, drink everybody. Jonathan. Has has reference the outtakes. <laughs> Take a drink. Uh, no, I totally um, agree, uh, Ian, and, and uh, I, I just have to break in and say I am very similar. I When I was in high school, uh, for a while, I called myself a pocket bopper because I just kept my hands in my pockets and oh, bopped along to the music or that's whatever. That's perfect. Um, yeah. Until somebody uh, made me realize pocket bopper uh, could <laughs> could sound uh, like it's referring to something else. And so I what, exactly? Like, uh, what exactly is that referring to? Aaron? People like, that Please keep their us. hands in their pockets for that long of a time in public bother me. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. So. And especially as you get older, but the yeah. people at the gigs are younger yeah. and you're still pocket bopping. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's yeah. Man, fair. I'm really, I'm, I'm not a dancer, but I definitely like if it's, I sing along and, uh, you know, raise my arm in the air, all that kind of fun stuff. I don't know, man. I'm just. No, man. I am concert, so self conscious. I, 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 I am usually, but at concerts, like bands that I just really like, and everybody around me is doing the same thing, I, I just, I'm able to get into it somehow. Uh, yeah, no, the, I cringe at any kind of audience participation, like people clapping at the end of a film. I'm like, I don't care if you enjoyed it. Shut up. Sit down. I don't clap <laughs> at the end of a film. I just love, one of the things I love about uh, doing this show for a live chat is the fact that they add things to the drinking game during the show. They have now added two more things. Uh, you can now take a drink anytime Aaron and Ian are the same person, which just happened. 
Uh, and you can also take a drink when Aaron has an official name for something. Uh, <laughs> That's fast. Somebody, yeah. Earlier, somebody said Jonathan apologized for making a joke. Take well, there a drink. you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. See, so yeah. you're all very, very drunk now. And I, I'm sorry I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't really have much to add. I feel very much the same way. I already said I think this is the worst um, episode of the series. And... Oh, I thought you were talking about BTS. Like, thanks, man. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we're all enjoying. And you, guys, and you guys mentioned a lot of the fun ones that, uh, that really made me chuckle. So we can move on to the latest episode of What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead no. of His Hands? Uh, uh. This was a Dicer Watkins script. So Ian and I writing together on this one. Uh, I guess I'll start since I finished the last one, and I want to start here. Um, so, oh no, I'm sorry. Is this this is Jonathan and I? I said Ian. This is Jonathan and I. I apologize. You said Watkins and then Ian. You yeah, yeah. It. Sorry, <laughs> Complete, completely well, messed a, that up. There's an A N in both of our names. It is I true. Guess. There's double U's around there. It is true. Yeah, it completely makes sense that I made that mistake. Uh, no, it doesn't at all. Uh, anyways, Jonathan and I wrote on this one, um, and here's where I want to start, uh, Jonathan, with this conversation. Should we have given off sins for this one? Because that seems to be a lot of the, and we always hate this, right? We always hate it when people are like, you should give sins off for that. It's like, that's not why we're here. Um, but people do seem to think this is the best episode of what if. And I'm, I tend to kind of agree. I, I really think there's some powerful stuff going on here. How do you feel about that? It might be, but I think I feel like this happened to Aaron and us on a Rick and Morty episode where right. it got a little more like saccharine or whatever. I I I I don't know. I didn't. I just didn't find this as moving. I guess sure as a as a lot of people did. So I I mean I guess in hindsight maybe, but like I I don't. I'm not upset we didn't or anything. No but, no no, uh, no no no. I I totally get. But I did when I read the comments. I was like, oh, people really like felt this one. Like you know, and which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have no heart. So. Uh, I, uh, I just had a, I, I, I like Dr. Strange, uh, lost my heart apparently before <laughs> I, I wrote on this one. No, sometimes when you're sinning though, you're just so focused on the sinning. I mean, unless something just really moves you, uh, yeah, it, it I just, think, it, you know, and this just didn't for whatever reason. So I think if I had it to do over again, and again, I, I actually like the way it turned out and there's actually a, a comment that I like from somebody who was like, um, Basically said, oh, I think there were a couple of people who said this. The ending was so good, they just stopped sending it, you know, before the ending or whatever. That's a fun way to look at it. I like looking at it that way. <laughs> if if I had it to do over again, I might say something about the dark ending and either sin yeah. it or take a sin off either way. But just at least, you know, because it does. Yeah, yeah, it has yeah. a really dark ending that we don't really address. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was it I, it was a fun one to sin. Uh, yeah. I, I really enjoy I, I in, in general, I'm really enjoying sending these what ifs. Um, I'm having a good time with them. Um, yeah, Jonathan, what about you? What are some of your other thoughts? Yeah, though, but I, I think I agree with you. I think I haven't seen all the episodes. So you think this is the best one so far? Or you think this is the best one? I think this is see? one of the best. I think it's the best one yeah. so far for sure of the first however yeah. many we've done. Um, yeah, this is the I think fourth? It's, yeah, I think it's the fourth. Uh, it's either the fourth or the fifth. Um, yeah. But um, let me give it just a second. Yeah, I might call it the best one. I might call it the best one of the nine in season one. So it's, um, it, no, it's it's definitely the best one of the ones that I've worked on or that we've that I've seen. Um, I I liked the. I remember the uh, what we ended up going on with scissor doors. I don't mm-hmm. remember that was like a discussion. Like, what are those called? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might. I don't remember what I called. I think I just said having a car open like that or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't think I was very specific. And then I just remember we went back and forth, and finally we decided on scissor doors. So that was fun. 
I also and you didn't enjoyed... ask the guy with the Back to the Future hat. Literally <laughs> sat behind him who would have but happily well actually you and said it's Gullwing Doors. I've never seen your No, 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 but here's the thing. <laughs> who cares that it's Gullwing Doors? We thought we were making yeah. something. Are Scissors Doors an actual thing? Yeah. We thought we were making a no, joke. Yeah, there's like, two different. Yeah. So okay. Lamborghinis and some really fancy cars pivot like that. But the DeLorean and there's a Mercedes that did it first actually have Gullwing, which opened like that. So it doesn't prob- matter at all. No, 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 it doesn't. But the problem is we thought we were making a, like making up something and just calling no, them like something funny. you accidentally invented a thing. We accidentally yeah. said something that exists. That's, that's awesome. the problem. Yes. So. Which is amazing. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's, yeah. that's even better. <laughs> I also enjoyed the uh, – which I think this one got massaged a little bit too but because, you know – we kind of were like, you know, he doesn't actually lose his heart, like literally, where he does literally use his hand. So we had that sin where mm-hmm. it's like, that's not his heart. That's his dead girlfriend. In a box. <laughs> that was hideous. <laughs> yeah, that to show so how good. we're on the opposite end of what other people are thinking watching this show. That was so good. That was so dark. Oh, man. Uh, well, I think, and I, I think today might have been, today or Aaron, I think, suggested, because I think I just had Coffin, and it, one of them suggested we do Box. I think yeah, it works a lot better with Box for some reason. Yeah, so. that, that, that's not your heart. That's your dead girlfriend in a box. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cringe, but uh, oh, I so did good. also want to bring, the one it's thing that really stood out to me on this one, I did want to bring up the Ancient One appears as he's losing the love of his life over and over again and goes, what's wrong? Having car trouble? And it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, <laughs> we need to so hire expensive. this person. And, and Strange does something like that later when everybody's faces are melting off and he makes a joke or whatever and then we send it and I think there's a Bo Burnham reference in there about healing the world with your comedy or whatever. Um, but uh, but it's so weird in these Marvel shows sometimes where their their humor is just it's just misplaced a little bit sometimes where it's like yeah you can be quippy sometimes but right now just that changes yeah. the character of the ancient one uh, that almost mm-hmm. feels like they try to make everybody Robert Downey Jr. right yeah, um, yeah. that's a really good point uh, yeah. that sort of snarky unexpected self-referential yeah. humor that really made Iron Man stand out when that movie came out but they think it's got to be and it's it's in every episode of what if so far there's there's yeah. these strange yeah. kind of like beats where they throw in they go really hard at, at humor which is fine but also in some moments you're thinking this doesn't make any that doesn't make any sense for the the what's her name Ain Ancient? The ancient one, yes. Yeah, for yeah. her to be like so insensitive about <laughs> what's crazy. happening. If you're trying to avoid someone turning into this split version of themselves mm-hmm. and trying to figure out a way to, like, the, the most powerful person trying to bring someone back and do all the things they have to do to get powerful enough to bring someone back, change a timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a great way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> just go right over the heart issues and straight to if you're having car trouble making yeah. a fucking joke about or, it or just just be straight up like what's wrong does your girlfriend keep getting murdered <laughs> you know I mean, by the universe Danae what other thoughts did you have about this one um I think I don't know this is for me the first time that I was like oh this is this is more of what I was hoping to see. I think like yeah. a really interesting take on what someone's decisions do to, to change their life rather than it being, you know, what if this person was wearing this costume instead of this costume, that sort of vibe. Um, and watching watching this one was a, a lot, a lot of fun for me. I continue to say, and I will say it to the end, I love the animation style. I know I've said it before, so I won't spend a lot of time on it, but I just think it's it's really cool to see mm-hmm. it's it's like an advanced level of animation where 
it looks so much like a real comic and I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, and this one was, it's just really pretty to look at and watch in my opinion. So yeah, I liked it. You guys covered everything else though. Um, uh, yeah, I, I also wanted to point out that in the script writing process, I definitely thought that maybe we should cut the calling your little, (coughs) calling your little sorcerer and your muffin basket. (laughs) I was like, really guys, but I've come around on that now and I think it's kind of funny. I think they work together. If you only have one, I don't think it works. They have to kind of go back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Ian, what about you? Uh, yeah, there's no way that Muffin Basket and Creme Brulee weren't put in the script by somebody at Marvel that knew exactly what they were doing and just wanted to slip. <laughs> what else does Muffin so. Basket mean if not that? It just... A basket of muffins? <laughs> Thank no, you, it does Jonathan. Not. No, Thank that's you, nonsense. Thank you, Jonathan. Absolute nonsense. We, we have Muffin Baskets in the South. Yeah, I, I agree. Bas- I know it's a thing. Like I mean, the idea fi- of a muffin 50, basket doesn't confuse me. Fifty-one percent of the population has a muffin basket, so wow. you know, well, it- agree. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and they have all the power. I'm, so I I'm, just, I don't know. I don't I'm know. sorry that England doesn't know how to basket properly, but uh, here in the <laughs> oh, south, you, we basket. you come over here. I'll show you how to muffin a basket. Wait, um, so. <laughs> I love that we've still we're still throwing the gauntlet down with how long the opening credits are. So mm-hmm. oh, every God. single episode, we're still going to do it. We just have to find a unique way of doing it. Um, so I like that we're not letting up on that. Um, my favorite favorite scene was where did where did you come from? Where does he go? Where did you come from? Plot and lie, Joe, because I didn't see it coming. I'm like, wait, I know that song, and it it plays even better when you put it up to 1.5 speeds. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? Plot and lie, Joe, so good. So, yeah, so I read good. that. I read that in the script. It was initially like, really, and then immediately was like, no, that's kind of funny. No, it's excellent. It plays. I think it plays so well when you actually hear it. It's so good. Um, and my last comment about the show is just. Doctor Strange's hair is black. Yeah, we're going to get into a hair color conversation here. Why is it red oh in the show? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Why is yours red right now? <laughs> I mean, mine isn't. But why is his hair red? <laughs> it should be I black, shouldn't it? I honestly didn't notice that. I, um, I didn't either. I've never thought about it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely red. Not maybe, this brown. Maybe it's, it's uh yeah. Maybe it's just something a ginger would notice. You know, like maybe that's you know. You're saying Benedict Cumberbatch, like in the movies, it's it's black. Yeah, absolutely. And, then, and yeah. you're saying it's red in the the show, in the cartoon. Huh. Yeah, I have to I'll absolutely have to look up a, a picture. I didn't notice that, but I'm not I sure. Didn't notice that either. You're right. It is black though, because it doesn't. He have like a little white streak in it, or yeah, something. Yeah, because that's the like big in, thing is that he has yeah. black hair with a gray streak. But this gray was 100% red. Um, yeah, red red hair with a gray streak. Um, it doesn't matter. It just confused me because they got the likeness pretty correct. I just don't know why they were weird with the um, the hair color. You know, in some of the pictures I'm looking at. Uh, it it does look red, but it's usually when the lighting is coming off the red cloak and it's shading like his head. But other... Do you mean live action? No, no, no. I'm looking at the what if. I'm looking at what oh, if. the what if. So I noticed it the most when he was in the tux, when he was first picking up the okay. dead lady in a box. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, see any of him in the tux. The so. lighting and animation causes a lot. <laughs> You've really got to keep an eye on that. All that natural well, I mean, light it's simulated lighting, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it's but it's emphasized uh, a little bit, but it looks brown in most of these that I'm seeing. So I don't know. It, it may be just be one brown. of those anyway, weird things. Yeah, still, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was all I had God. to say on that. Okay. God. Fair enough. You're Fair so enough. nitpicky. You should get a <laughs> Man, job. You should get a enough. job. You <laughs> nitpick stuff. If only somebody would pay me to do this. If only that existed. Let's move on to music video sins. Adele's back with Easy On yay. Me. Um, yeah, I would say yay as well. Uh, so Barrett writing this one. Um, Jonathan, why don't you start? What, what are some of your thoughts on, on this one? I love I love Adele. Uh, she's had I think I think both of her last two albums are pretty killer. Um, maybe three. I can't remember. I'm trying to think because she does she always does the ages right. She has like twenty one and it doesn't. She matter. has done that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're they're really good albums. This song, um, it's not hitting me like some of her past songs have. Maybe it will. I mean, it's not bad by any means, but. I don't know. It just didn't. It's like Adele's back, and then I hear the song, and I'm like, that just didn't really hit me the way that I thought it would. But it's still a very nice song, and I love listening to her voice. Uh, so that's always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that uh, they took a set off just for her just being yeah. Adele and being back Can't and all that it. kind of yeah. stuff. Um, I, As far as the sins go, I loved the whole thing about uh, sending the hair not being pulled away from her mouth. And then <laughs> yeah. it goes into the whole thing. Like, I hope Tina, the hair and makeup person, will feel good about her choices then. <laughs> yeah. And I always love when we just knock states. So the New Hampshire, seriously, who the fuck even remembers that's a fucking state as always. Mm. Uh, that felt yeah. so harsh. Oh, it's, it's, it's terrible. Like he meant it. Yeah. yeah like, what did you? How did New Hampshire hurt you, Barrett? <laughs> and then, I, yeah, I wonder if he actually had something about that specific. Because I know, like Delaware, you know, we're typically knocking our, our friend Frank, but uh, I, I don't know about New Hampshire. But it was still, it was very. It's it all those New funny. England states that don't exist. Yes. You know what I think it was for me is like this song, and I, I talk about this with music sometimes. I like it when a song surprises me like a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Maybe the key chain goes different or the, the, the transitions are a little different or, or there's a mm-hmm. sound that kind of comes in. There's a there's an element that I didn't quite expect. Um, but there are some songs that are just very paint by the numbers. And this one is lyrically expected and also musically expected. Although I love Adele's voice and I would listen to her pretty much all the time and i could hear her sing anything this is a hear her sing anything song even if it has meaning and depth to it like the where it's coming from and the story is behind it which is really powerful um but when i can guess where the lyrics are going then i'm not as engaged as i want to be with music just because i've heard so much and that's not my fault uh it doesn't mean it's not great it's just that wasn't something that i was like oh my god this fucking song i am so into it i'm into an artist right now who's R-rated. and i love it her name is remy wolf she's batshit i love it so much because i don't know what to expect it's like a roller coaster on cocaine jumping onto a horse that has also done cocaine just running through the wilderness did you just did you just insinuate a roller coaster jumped onto a horse is that what you did <laughs> okay just making yeah. sure okay yeah, it's like that horse isn't riding the roller coaster the yeah, roller coaster is, is riding the horse. It's Just, a very yeah. big horse. Okay. All right. Yeah. Or a very yeah. small roller coaster. <laughs> but exactly. Right. It's 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 all of that. It's it's amazing. And she's very talented. And yeah, the lyrics sometimes I don't understand because she's probably done drugs while doing these, you know, this music, but it's really unique and different and, and shifted. And I would listen to that very carefully around specific company. I wouldn't listen to it at all. <laughs> maybe in earbuds only um but then again you start to hum the song and maybe you find yourself singing lyrics out loud you really shouldn't be (laughs) that to me is exciting um whereas this one's just like oh okay that is a go-to song that i can listen to 
Um, so I understand it, but I, I did enjoy, I, I did enjoy this, uh, of course the sins video too, mm-hmm. specifically yeah. the Marge Simpson pearls did not see that coming. <laughs> that was wonderful. I laughed. I laughed too much at that sin. Um, Ian, what about you? Yeah, there was a national treasure. You're welcome, America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you for stealing her from us. Um, <laughs> I really, really, really echo Danae's thoughts. I love listening to Adele, but it's the same old love songs. And that's not to belittle what how meaningful um, experiences in love can be. But if, if you've heard one love ballad, you've heard the 99,000 others that have also been using the same three chords to communicate with us. Um, So yeah, the song itself didn't grab me. There's probably a bit of recency bias there, but Hello hit me immediately. And I was like, yep, this is my favourite song this year. Yeah, it's some of them, you know, they just hit you and you're like, yeah, I'm going to be playing this on repeat for a while. But this one just didn't do it for me. Um, My biggest issue with the music video, and this is... exactly what i would have zeroed in on is just the video itself and the story it's trying to tell is like Mm -hmm. what's what's going on here because we've got two minutes of odd preamble with adele sounding as regional as she possibly can just laying on the accent super 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 thick yeah and then it ends with bloopers and i was like what was the story we were trying to tell here um Mm -hmm. And the, the sudden transition from black and white to color. I just sometimes you do things just because you can, and not because yeah. it makes any sense to the video at all. Or do they do it because they want to be in a movie, and this is as close as they're going to get? Well, we talked about this last week, didn't we? That is an audition. Is the the person making the music video? Is this an audition to? Oh, yeah. look what I can do! Mm-hmm. I can I can press the button that transitions us on on premiere from <laughs> from black and white into color. Yeah, yeah. But yeah it's um it's a weird one. Um, the only thing I'll say about the video itself is that Barrett did a very, very good attempt at an asshole uh, in terms of the word. Um, oh, with the R <laughs> in it? Yeah. With the R, the R asshole. Yeah. I need to do a bit of lessons. I need to do him a bit of coaching because it was, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, it was, it definitely I, stuck out. I want that to be the, the intro though to this episode is just that Barrett did a, almost great job at an asshole or something whatever it was you just cool. said and, needs, and bts goes back that, down to three that, members very that needs very to be the cold <laughs> member cold open i don't know i think danae saying like something about it, everybody exploring their deepest darkest holes probably makes the best oh, yeah. intro that i've heard so yeah. far so oh, yeah that's we've, that's we've got a one. lot we've got a lot of choices we really do also, much less are, likely to get me fired are we just gonna have to get used to ian judging us as we yes, uh, do yes, accents absolutely because it seems yes. to happen if you a keep lot. trying to say our words yes i, I think it's fair to say our words. Blah, blah, blah. I, look, if I no, lived in another country i would judge america too absolutely like the blah 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 in particular is what nailed in to the particular. accent yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian, it's what? it's not blah blah blah. It's blah blah blah, what? not blah blah blah. blah, blah. <laughs> there you go. Blah. 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 Hey, so what? Did, what? Did, just curious though. What would? What? What did you guys think about Madonna just deciding she was British? Was that okay, or did that piss a lot of people? <laughs> oh, I could not care less. It's kind of just like that's bit, amazing oh. though. She oh, just started bless. like. She had just, a British accent for like three years. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen anybody do. To be like, fair, what? if somebody tries to culturally appropriate England, we have no room to critique <laughs> them or or judge them in any way, considering right. the damage that we've done. So if anybody wants to be English, you're welcome to it. Yeah, That's yeah, absolutely power, fine. Power dynamic is, there is all good. Yeah. It's all good. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we've done uh, our bit. 
You guys mentioned pretty much everything I would say, including the stuff about Adele. I really love her voice, and I could listen to her sing anything, and this is listening to her sing something, and so I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't strike me yet as anything special like some of the other songs that you guys talked about. Um, I, I did want to mention the shout-out to The Happening uh, in one of the sins yeah. that was uh, something about running from the microbes that cause terrible movies. Uh, that I, was so funny. I found oh, that no, very humorous. <laughs> yeah. I also laughed when the narrator was worried about them and social distancing because of her uh, nails. <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah. laughs> the nails <laughs> in extreme excessive. gesturing or whatever it was. It's just <laughs> like, yeah, that made me laugh quite a bit. Um, so yes, uh, that is, that is a fun video. And, uh, I'm glad Adele is back. I really do enjoy her voice uh, quite a bit. Let's move into Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, this was a Dicer Whittington script. Ian and I writing on this one. Um, I am so excited for this conversation because me too. I loved the moment in the the. So we have Slack and we have channels for every one of our um, scripts so that the writers can talk you know, amongst themselves. And it's not like on our main channels, uh, our main like communication feeds. And I create all of them, which means I get to see all the conversations like a peeper. <laughs> and the moment that Ian was like, I didn't know what this was. Yeah, I think his, his, his response was the very classic, what did I just watch? What did uh, I just yeah, yeah, literally. What, what? Did, what have you just put into my eyes? Because I've managed to make it to 31 and... I've never seen this. And as much as I knew the context, I was not prepared. I did not understand the assignment. It's a, it's a weird, it's also a weird movie to watch for the first time, just like by yourself at home. Like, it's a, it's a. By yourself at home. Yeah, you're in the you dark. Imagine? Like it was, it was like midnight. Kind of it was missing. late at night. I was tired. And I thought I need to watch this tonight so I can get a good run at it tomorrow. So it was not the correct environment to, to watch this. I will yeah. tell you your video I have, I have such a long relationship with this movie and your video got me so just feeling nostalgic. I, I When I left to pick up my daughter from school and stuff, I listened to the soundtrack for the first time in probably like 10 years and I was like scream singing and it was... Nice. It was it was so much fun. No, I yeah, I, I love this property. I, the movie's not perfect or anything, I, but I just, I love the music and uh, the if you ever get a chance to see it like a theatrical, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. But... Uh, I, I get it. I 100% get the what the fuck is this? Yeah. Because yeah. I still don't know what it is. And I've seen it many times. Well, Ian, we can start with you then since you had that uh, experience. Um, uh, Danae, did you have any other, any other thoughts or things you wanted to say about that moment? Where Because I know for you, this is something that has been in your life. So yeah. I didn't know if you were going somewhere specific with that, but... Yeah. Not specifically. I just I think that this is one of those movies that you likely don't forget the first time you saw it and where and with whom because yeah. it is such a you never unexpected. forget your first time. Yeah, it is you that never movie. Forget your first Rocky is, Horror. Is. And for me, my my aunt introduced this this to me when I was probably thir four, 13, 14, something wow. like that. Wow. Um. Yeah, which is great because then I got to see some really incredibly diverse. Yeah, that's uh, mind altering stuff. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, and I always appreciate that about my aunt. She she did those things knowing that my mom and dad likely would never approve, or right. that the family could very well <laughs> disown me as they you know she. But she was on the she's like if I don't expand this child's mind, she's going to turn into the the quote unquote perfect version of what everyone else wants. And I always like you know looking back and seeing these personalities and these uh, people who kind of opened doors to show me different things or talk to me about different things. And when it comes to media. 
watching something. Rocky Horror was one of those standout moments in my life where I saw men in women's clothing and I saw men in makeup and I, uh, strange music and nakedness and bold, like there's just this boldness. It's, it is, it's in your face boldness. It's unapologetic. And there's something beautiful about unapologetic, uh, people like this where, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not like, they're not presenting themselves like, oh, we're, we're afraid and we're, we're sorry for doing, for, for representing something different or for, uh, asking you to consider what it would mean for two men to kiss. Sorry about that. It's just like in your fucking face. And at the time, I didn't realize how important it is because I didn't understand, you know, the representation uh, in mm-hmm. media being really important. Um, and then I also, over the years, really loved like, the cult following, the, the people getting together in live theater and doing all the mm-hmm. live theater stuff that they do with this movie, uh, which my aunt would tell me about because she loves this movie. So, yeah, I was I was taken back to all the good shit that I have experienced because of this. And I was like, and here's Ian at home. <laughs> Poor little innocent eyed Ian. <laughs> On my own. No, uh-huh. no one to watch with. No one to turn and be like, "What the fuck is this?" Or, or like, <laughs> laugh or you know, get curious. Like, there's none of none of that. It's just he's sending it, and I, I had a really good chuckle about maybe, it because it really made me laugh. Maybe that's a good age. I think I was 13 or 14 when I first got great. exposed to it. I, I was taken to. Uh, we had a, a theater in the town right by me, Franklin. Uh, they showed it every weekend for as long as I can remember. They showed it every weekend. And uh, I got taken to it when I was about 13 or 14. It just blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then I just kind of got a little, not obsessed with it, but I just, I, I love the music so much. I immediately got the soundtrack. And, yeah, it's you know, great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so fucking kooky great. I loved it so and much. Tim Curry, I, I don't know if it's the greatest performance ever, but it is one of, it's just, it's it's insanely good. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, it's 100% committed. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited yeah. to hear to the your thoughts, Ian. So take us, take us through. Yeah, I obviously was aware of the film. Um, it's one of these films that I'm really glad came up as the first time I watch this is when I'm going to be sending it because that's just a really special experience when it's <laughs> a film like this because mm-hmm. even when you're trying to watch it without taking notes and just to experience it, you've still got an analytical pair of eyes um, going through the film. And I was just like, I don't know where to begin. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> And it does it. That first hour is just insane. It definitely goes to a a different place in the second half. But that first hour, I really happily watched it again because <laughs> the the songs in that first half and the, what it does is just it's so shocking and it's so so good and just the random criminologist narrator that decides to give us dance instructions. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to tell us a story or are you giving us dance instructions? It's just a step to the left. It's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? What is this? But it's so good. And I had to keep checking the date of when it came out. It was in the 70s. How does... How? How did Richard O'Brien and uh, Tim Curry and, and everybody do this, make a film out of it, and it's become what it is now? It's so impressive. It's so good. It should be required watching. Not on how to make a film, just culturally how important this film is. It's mm. so, so, so good. Yeah. Um, in terms of the script itself, this is the shortest script I've ever written. And there was definitely some self-consciousness about that because my scripts tend to be quite heavy. Um, so I'm, I sent it off to Aaron and I was like, I'm really sorry. Is this long enough? And <laughs> the response was just like, you know what? It's just one of those films. Don't worry. <laughs> It happens sometimes, right? Where there's movies that there are just long stretches of 
things you you just yeah. there's no sins you can't and you 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 can like make jokes like you can for you know put some jokes in there but you don't want to force anything no. and so there's just and doing a musical is hard doing a like sending yeah, a musical is not easy uh, i just send another oh, musical yeah. that's coming up and um and yeah it's 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 not i i think we came up with about the same number i don't I mean, think i had too many did, more yeah, than you pretty so. much by the end I mean, it's not easy just from a practical standpoint, but then also like just from trying to do a sin, it's not, but then also we have to, you know, there's, there's copyright issues and stuff like that. that we, right. You a know, lot of times yeah, you have to say, yeah, you have to yeah. say the music lyrics in your sin, mm -hmm. which changes mm -hmm. the feeling of a lot of these things. So yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. As much as you want to stick time warp in there, you just can't yeah. get away with it. But it's why I was really grateful to have a second writer that had, or just in general, that we have multiple writers on a script because yeah. it just, it doubles up on everything. Um, with the sins, what if Doctor Who, but it fucks just killed, oh, that me, killed me because it's perfect. <laughs> it's so it's good. It's exact. That's right. Thanks. That should be the subtitle. If you're going to rename the film, it's what if Doctor Who, but it fucks in so, so many ways. Even the production quality is seventies Doctor Who. That's so amazing. I want that to be a movie myself. now. Yeah. What that should if be like, Doctor Who? That should fucks. be Aaron's biography or that's something. Right. It's going on my gravestone, guys. <laughs> The life of Aaron Dyson. What if Doctor Who, but it bugs? So, like, um, like the front of the T-shirt is like a little cinema sins, just the M logo. On on the mm. back, it's the lips, and instead of it saying Rocky Horror, it just says What if Doctor Who, but it fucks on the back. That's amazing. That's the Let's shirt. do it. I want that on a shirt right now. Nice. Um, yeah, so so good. Um, I I liked the sin and then sin removal being the same sin. That was exquisite. But I'm gonna let Aaron. Or someone else talk about that because that that was beautiful. I can't remember if we've ever done that before, but it just made Not sense to, to me knowledge. because this is a movie where the same thing you could say is why it's yes. bad is the same reason it's good. Uh, Absolutely. And, and so there are just those moments where it's like, what in the world is happening here? What am I watching? Take a you know, here's your sin, and then immediately to say, what in the world is going on here? What am I watching? Take your sin off. It just it made sense to mm -hmm. me. It just made sense to yeah. me that. They could be exactly the same. So, yeah, because yeah. it's so, it's just, it's one of those movies. Like, that's why I've always said, I I don't know how to describe my love for it. Because, I mean, you know, the the, the structure Nazi in me and just, you know, wanting, you know, the, <laughs> the story and stuff like that. I mean, you're not, that's yeah. not what this is. I mean, this is something. Spontaneous unique. meatloaf. There's just spontaneous, yeah. that doesn't <laughs> yeah. need to be in the film. That has nothing to do with anything at all but it but also what? it also it sure has does. to be in the film <laughs> it has to be it has there. to be no it has to be in there but it's just like hey meatloaf's here let's give him a part mm, okay um <laughs> the the last bit i'll say is the i i have two friends that are massive 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 drag race um fans and oh, I, my, you're friends with my wife and daughter that's weird <laughs> uh, it's, it's odd that you find out this way um they're not the only fans in the world obviously but i have a group chat with them and albert and sean thank you because i wasn't in a position to i wanted to put in some drag race references because it just felt it felt right and it felt like this yeah. is the yeah. video to do it in totally agree and i wanted to do it in a way that 100 percent was not mocking anything at all but still just some of the names that they have are fantastic they are so so clever and alliterative and just i wanted to kind of acknowledge that so i use some of the more ridiculous ones so mini bomb boulash made it in um <laughs> and alaska thunderfuck 5000 i just thought the just yep that's my name that's the name <laughs> that i'm going with but i wanted to share a couple of the runners up that didn't make it um 
that I can't even pronounce. Sounds them. like a little uh, bit of keeping tabs in this inside scoop. I love it. Go for it. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. Go too for many it. Keeping tabs. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> my god, too many. Oh no. Now that now that you've acknowledged it, it's fine. I can do it. So we have got a bit of Laganja Estranja. Um, <laughs> but Bob the Drag Queen is one of my favourites. That was great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, Lawrence, no, hang on, can't do that. Ms. Cracker was good. Um, Ahura, because Star Trek mm-hmm. is nice. I nice. like that. Um, Britta Filter. <laughs> <laughs> do you have Britta Filter over? Yeah. Oh, in, yeah. In the, yeah. Yeah, Britta. Oh, yeah. Britta, Britta yeah. Get sells filters, um, yeah. And what else have we got? Um, Karen from Finance. That was my runner-up. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't quite work in a sin. Right, yeah. It, it works it for a, Karen a great Finance. drag queen Finance. name, but yeah. 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 So yeah, I love it. I really, really, really enjoyed writing on this. Me I too. I hope you did it justice. Um, it's, I found it really interesting when you and I were assigned to this. You who've never seen it and me who... <laughs> yes. who like, it's not like a huge part of my you know, uh, back, I didn't see it at 14 and it didn't, you know, change my life then. I think I saw it in my twenties at some point and was kind of aware of, uh, all the things I'm aware of now, which are the thing, you know, the things that make it, uh, interesting and transgressive and powerful and important. Um, and at the same time, terrible, uh, like, you know, there's (laughs) this, this movie, this movie could be, you could say, uh, ignoring some of the technical aspects, but you could say the first you know forty five minutes of this movie is a good movie. Like you know, there's yes. great music, great performance by Tim Curry, amazing stuff. And then speaking of uh, you know drag, uh, the the second half of this movie just slows, <laughs> puts on the brakes. None. I mean, I shouldn't say none because people love everything about this movie. Sure. But if you, but if you're looking at it from like an outside perspective of somebody who's not there. Like, you know, it's not on, they don't have the poster on the wall. They don't attend the showings, you know, that kind of thing. The second half of this movie is just so slow. Like, there's not a lot of the greatest songs in there. There's such weird stuff going on. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of interesting to look at it like that and to kind of figure out how to talk about that at the same time as respecting, you know, just everything that this this movie is to to so many people. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think we did okay. And I think, you know, we, we put together a, a script that honors that. Uh, and then also does what we're supposed to do and makes fun of it and nitpicks it and does all that yeah, kind of fun stuff. Yeah, I think so. Too, and the comments so. were super, super, super positive. There was only, I think, the only one nitpick was that we we were questioning why Tim Curry was so good and everyone told us about the station. Right, I was like, well, I knew about that. Been but in it the show, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it didn't feel necessary to say it. No, and it I doesn't. Like you, it it doesn't surprise me that the comments are so supportive. This is exactly the kind of property that people get it. They mm-hmm. because this is yes. what this is what almost they're doing at the shows, right? They are kind of yeah. nitpicking with singing along to the lines and yep. making fun of the way the cuts happen and certain lines mm-hmm. that people say. And so, yeah, it, it totally makes sense that fans would love this. Mm, I know we're going to move on quickly, but I just want to point out. So I was, I was thinking about how you guys are talking about the second half like slowing mm-hmm. down and i was thinking about the live like watching this live where you're in a theater with other mm-hmm. people the movie is playing on and then there's all these different props that you bring i don't know if you guys know this like mm-hmm. when someone says there's a toast everyone has actually brought bread mm-hmm. or toast with them and they mm-hmm. take it out of their pocket and <laughs> right. chuck it up on stage <laughs> chuck it up on stage yeah, why? yeah. 
like, because it's fun and it's, it's a, what inter- you do, it's Ian. A, mm-hmm. or or when it Sorry. says it's gonna rain, people actually bring out their umbrellas and they put their umbrellas up mm, in the that's theater. That's amazing. I want to be there for that. Yeah. So so I was just thinking about like so the movie might slow down, but I bet the live interaction it really amps up because there's all these jokes mm-hmm. and all yeah. all these you know things. So I just really quickly went to go see if there was an example. I already knew about the toast and and the umbrella. I was just gonna brush up. It's been a while since I've thought about it, and I came across on on Wikipedia. Uh, shout out to Wikipedia. Um, I get to do that because I actually support them. God, it got some so Me too. Such a <laughs> um, anyway, I went to the Rocky Horror Show, which was a musical. Um, and it looks like this was a, uh, it's a, so it's a, I, I wonder if this is actually like a musical, like, did they do this or I'm, I was confused. I wonder if you guys did research. My question is, did you guys do research? Was this actually something that was, um, in theaters? Yes. And yeah. then it yes, went correct. to, yeah, R- okay. yeah. Richard O'Brien wrote it, right? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Ian? Yeah. 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 So he okay, wrote okay. it, put the whole thing together and it was on stage for about two years and then somehow became a, became okay, a movie. Okay. It was so insane. it actually kind of did both. It sort of it existed. Yeah. It was a mm-hmm. musical turned movie turned back into a live interaction mm-hmm. musical because people do get on stage and actually perform while the movie plays in the background. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Yeah, I it's know. crazy. Yeah, it, it's I, crazy. I, it's really I have cool. no idea how the theater, theatrical thing started, but that's that's because no other movie I don't think has that. You know, at least not at least not of that level of interaction. Yeah, I, I mean, I know the room was a big midnight show for a long time, you know, in LA and stuff, but But do I, they I have know. where people go up on a stage? No, I don't think and, so. And That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's and pure reenact chaos. those it's yeah. insane. And like you know it's people so like people that live in your area by theaters that do this, like, oh, you know, this guy plays Rocky on Fridays. This guy I mean, like I mean <laughs> seriously, yeah. like I don't even know how you get to where you get to be in it, you know, but it's, it's just like people you go to college with and stuff like that guy's Rocky on Saturday nights at, you know, the theater. So what, this... you mean Karen from finance? That's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Karen from finance, man. She's magenta. I'm just really loving it because on this, on this Wikipedia, Anyways. it's, it's actually showing where it's the Rocky horror show is still kind of doing its thing in live performances mm. um, yeah. through different eras of time. The, 2000s and the mm. 90s and the 70s even so anyways, when okay. when they put up their to shout out to that. when they put up their umbrellas do they also put up wet newspapers that somehow withstand yes, uh, oodles so. and oodles of <laughs> I, rain i think so <laughs> the true crime of this film is the newspaper I did love, usage i did love that i i was able to uh give the the narrator uh an out of wedlock son named franklin gazette uh that that uh <laughs> That made, that, me, that made me very, very happy. Okay. I just found a RockyHorror.com participation prop list uh, sheet. So, yes, the the newspaper. When Brad and Janet are caught in the storm, Janet covers her head with newspaper. The plane dealer. At this point, you should likewise cover your head. So Nice. That's And they've got all these prompts of all these different things to do. Um, I'll just scroll down real quickly. Hot dogs and prunes. Uh, it has happened on occasion that fans will throw hot dogs and prunes at their appropriate mention in the film. This should not be encouraged because it tracks rodents and leaves stains on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks. I didn't read that ahead of time. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. No, that is amazing. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's, that's funny shit. That's some good shit right there. I just want to mention real quick, I love that you guys did a oond I did. I was very happy about <laughs> oh, that. Oond I did. I did. <laughs> Yeah, so good. there's so much. I mean, there's so much that's like, like the idea that the editor is somewhere, you know, saying, look at me editing. <laughs> like, you know, just this yeah. show just has like all yes. that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, 
I feel like I could talk about this movie and this sins video for uh, ever. It was just it was it was a lot of fun to put. Yeah, together. we could do a whole pod on this one definitely. But let's not. Let's uh, let's go on to Quiet Place Part Two. Uh, this was a Dicer Scott script. Uh, myself and Jeremy writing on this one. Um, so I'll kick us off. Uh, I will just say the thing I noticed most about this movie the second time through it is how terrible that kid is. And I don't mean I don't mean acting. I'm not talking about acting. I'm talking no. about character choices. The choices they have that child make. I think the sin in the in the video is this child is such a disappointment. Uh and the, there were there were there were several sins uh, about the decisions. But that section where he just goes on a curiosity hike when his mom is away in this war is just it's mind blowing. Now look, kids do stupid stuff. Like I get that, but like when you're doing a movie and you have characters, you don't make your characters that dumb. It just it's distracting. It's it's terrible, especially a, a protagonist type character that you're wanting to kind of center the movie around. Um, so that really uh, stood out to me. Um, the other things I wanted to mention, um, by the way, I, I I really do enjoy the Quiet Place movies. I like the second one uh, pretty much as much as the first one. I kind of like them about the same. I think they're they're. Uh, a lot of fun to watch and it's an interesting world to think about um i did also want to mention the pug uh giving the narrator uh, a pug uh, for a couple you sins. caused some absolute <laughs> chaos i know on multiple social media platforms i know i know and so this the, and everybody loves this what? pug that doesn't exist like everybody it's wants so it to be real how did that happen people just like pugs yeah, there. That is when I was writing it. That is literally what I thought. What is the the, the, the animal, the, the pet that the people will most be like? Oh, pugs. Pugs are cute. Pugs are not fucking cute. Well, that's the point. That's I why disagree. people love them. That is why well, people love them because they are not but, typically because they're the underdog. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. yeah. Dog. But they're also broken, like biologically broken. We that's should not I'm be saying. encouraging stop, the sale and adoption pugs. of pugs. Yeah, stop yeah. it. Well, I don't know anything animal. about this. Yeah, I hadn't heard. They have massive, massive, oh massive God. grieving problems. They are, they are, they, they suffer their entire lives. Aww. Basically, well, they're so inbred, terrible. and they're so. Well, that's why I thought you were saying like I, I chose a really controversial dog because. <laughs> No, I've, never, I've never heard this. I didn't before heard that. I didn't life. see it in the comments what? either. Yeah, no, no, so they've been they've been bred to look a certain way, um, and it causes massive, massive breathing oh, problems. That's terrible. And, Oh, Whenever they run around, well, they thank just... thank you for educating me on that. Thank you yeah, for educating me. Along you. with brachycephaly, the breed commonly mm-hmm. suffers from spinal malformations, ear infections, heart no defects, um, and uh, as cute as they may be, bringing a breed almost guarantees... Uh, bringing a breed? Uh, okay. Almost guarantees to have health issues. Um, but this particular one, yeah, they've kind of like... They've shortened their face mm-hmm. so much yeah. mm-hmm. that they really have... They genuinely have health issues. Oh, that's, that's terrible. terrible. That's they terrible. I, I feel bad. Well, let's move on. Let's move on from that. I wish I would have known that I would have picked something different, actually. Um, but uh, but I do appreciate the education. I did think it was. Uh, I do know so many people who think they're adorable, and so they are. That's, they that are. is yeah. that is why they're not adorable. Why does anyone think pugs are adorable? <laughs> I don't. I always have. They look like little. Well, I think. They look like little, like furry brain faces. Mm-hmm. But I think they're even more adorable, adorable now that they struggle their entire lives. <laughs> yeah, but we shouldn't want them to exist. We okay. no, we just should real, not. We just should a not. real, real quick question: mm-hmm. Do you guys have a breed that you think is the most adorable breed? I, Pug is on. That's fine. You can think it's adorable. I, like for me, when I think about the most adorable breed or puppy, because mm-hmm. when they're puppies, they're really, really <laughs> yeah, cute. Yeah, the then adorability they get, you know, is yeah, yeah. 
through the roof. But the most adorable puppy I've ever seen is a St. Bernard puppy. That's oh, that's my so answer, too. They're ridiculous. Yeah. And then they turn into horses. Right. <laughs> they're still beautiful, though. <laughs> no, they're still great. But they, they then dominate when, your entire existence. But when they're that puppy size, they have like oh, the, the most perfect like little puppy head. Mm. And their other their proportions are just amazing. Mm. And, and if you get like a half mask, that's always really cute. Like, we're, oh, it's just, it's beautiful. Do you yeah, guys I'm, have a favorite I'm, puppy? I'm partial to like Black Labs. I just think they are like the yeah. doggiest Another dog one. ever to dog. Yeah. Like, I, I just think the pu- puppy Black Labs are so fun and playful and cute. And um, yeah, I, and, and part of that's bias. We had a Black Lab for a long time that we really, really loved. And uh, I had St. Bernard's. So, yeah, I get I, it. Um, I love, I think they're called Shibu Inus, and they look mm-hmm. like foxes. Um, they are just little baby foxes, and yeah. they, are, they are adorable. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, uh, that was very educational. I appreciate that, guys. Um, I wanted to mention that. And then I think, of course, we have to mention uh, the waste of Jaman Hinsu. Uh, in this movie like just and it's not just that it's not just that they wasted him the way he goes out is so lame and dumb and it's just like why is he in this movie if you're just gonna treat him like that like you know i it's just one of those weird things with something must have changed in the shooting or something you know i just i'm not sure what happened Yeah, he's better than that in every way um and then the hearing impairment sin that that uh, jeremy wrote uh about his uh own disability was really great and i think we've got a comment there now on the video um about because people were asking wait is he really uh deaf and the answer yes. is yes he's extremely uh hearing impaired in fact he just had a test recently um that uh that it's i think this is in the comment that it, it's you know gotten worse um so it's something very close to his heart and really appreciated all the comments just being like uh you know supportive and um you know youtube comments can actually be positive sometimes and i, I appreciated that from the people so so thank you for that um what about you guys? What did you think about this? Jonathan, why don't you kick us off? Uh, I'm with you. I, I like this at least almost as much as the first one, maybe as much. I don't know. I just I was really impressed with the fact that there actually is some world interesting world building mm-hmm. going on here. And from what I understand, the next one's going to take place with entirely different characters. I'm really curious, uh, you know, what that's going to be like. Uh, I also agree with you. This this I would this kid. It just gets on my last nerve. Like every <laughs> character, man. Every decision he makes. I mean, I, I will say you guys send the fact that he screams. I mean, he did get hit with a bear trap. I mean, I, I you know, I that might that might elicit a scream. Uh, yeah, or a I yelp also, at least. But yeah, yeah, but I love the way I like the way the actor played that though, because at first there's like there's like nothing, but you see it coming, and then mm-hmm. it just he just you know he yeah. just lets it out. He plays it perfectly. He's actually a, a pretty good pretty good actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, the kid itself. Um, I loved the, I just loved the wording of the sin with the way the bleachers were at the little league game and all the asses were sticking out. And then it ends with, not that you have terrible asses, but I'm here to see the balls. That lined <laughs> up so little well. League game. So good. Um, she has a special manger just for drowning. I don't know. That struck yeah. me as oh, so dark. I loved it. Oh, and then the biggest sin of this movie, I remember Chris and I talked about this on the, because I was I couldn't remember who wrote this when I watched it, but I remember Chris and I talked about this when we did the mini pot. But the biggest sin of the movie is the fact that the message is a song that you have to decode meaning from. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't they just say, just say we're it. at this island, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make or any how sense. How about this? So I love how about that you this? guys send that. 
hey, these aliens don't seem to be able to swim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something. Like, give the people something to work with. Watch <laughs> signs. <It's> crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crazy. Mercy. But yeah, no, I love the video. It was great. Ian? Uh, yeah, everything's pretty much been covered. Um, I'll always pick out the alliteration. So uh, there's cross-cutting between Marcus's meaningless moronic meandering, Mum's medicine mining, <laughs> and Millicent and Murphy's methodical mulling of motorboat. Marina Moorings goes on for all the some time. <laughs> was amazing, and I loved it. That was one of those, we do a I lot of we... alliteration, but that went on 25% longer than I expected. I think yeah, that could just it. be called a dicer at this point, right? <laughs> it's a dicerism. <laughs> yeah, a that's dicer. a dicer. 100% pulling a yeah. dicer, which is quite easy to it. do. <laughs> pulling yeah. a dicer. Yes. yes. Um, special Manger was great. And um, the yeah, just the string of sins acknowledging the deaf representation. This was perfect for Jeremy to write on. And it was, yeah, really, really, really good. Yeah. It's nice when we can do something meaningful like that. Today? I've never seen any of this. I don't know what the fuck is going on, except for you're supposed to be quiet and also walk on really uncomfortable things rather than grass. So that's all I know. Yes. <laughs> you got it. That's the whole franchise. That's the whole, that's the whole franchise right there. Well done. I well think done. I think the idea that I, I think would be interesting if I was a moviegoer is the idea of a movie being really quiet, like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. that the soundtrack itself. It changes mm-hmm. the experience. It does. I think of, of probably the movie going where where you're really just taking everything into almost like an immersive world because it's it, to me it seems like if I was going to go to a movie that was sounding more like my life, there'd be a lot of silence. There'd be a lot of quiet. I don't always have a soundtrack going on. There's not mm-hmm. always something really interesting. There's no dialogue happening. It's just life. <laughs> and so maybe you would get really relaxed in a way and you're just watching it, but the intensity is built up because you've just got this constant tension of like, is there going to be sound? And mm-hmm. I think that would be a really interesting experience uh, for a lot of people. And I can I can see maybe why people would go back in to go into yep. that world multiple times. But I have yeah. no idea what the fuck is going on, um, except for that you don't want to be heard. And I thought that the sins were really, really uh, wonderfully pointed out. Nice. So. All right, let's move into keeping tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk. Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels? When we're. Okay, we're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. 
So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to tell some stories uh, from putting together the content. Um, what do we got, Danae? Uh, we got keeping tab for us today? Nope. Okay. Mostly because I accidentally deleted my notes. Oh, no. <laughs> Yay. Well, the good yeah. news is Ian has already uh, claimed to have too many. I know. Um, I know. So... I, I, did, I do give remember Give Danae some... one, Ian. Tell her <laughs> yeah, one. give me one. Just whisper it to her. Um, okay, Charles Atlas, go on. Take it away. <laughs> so I really couldn't figure out you know, how to work Charles Atlas into my Star Wars script. That was going to be the trickiest In no way. part. Um, no, this is mine. You gave it to me. You shut up. It's my turn. It's my turn. Um, because there really isn't a lot of bodybuilding, you know, in that episode, but there are some beefcakes in the background. So yeah. I thought maybe nice. I'd try to just kind of slip mm-hmm. that in there, but mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. do it. I spent way too much time looking at bodybuilding pictures, mm-hmm. which, As one does. by the way, for research. Um, you know you just the body is really incredible and when you decide that you're going to amplify one muscle or oh a muscle group over the others mm-hmm. it's really amazing uh some people's pecs are larger than my thigh <laughs> yep. that, if i look down yep. at my thigh and i think this is someone's pectoral muscle Mm-hmm. I immediately them. question so many things about Do you remember like, when uh, on the radio show you measured your waist and I measured my thigh and they were the same? Do you remember? Yes, do you remember I do. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is what I'm talking about. This is when you begin to realize your place in the world. And so during my keeping tabs research of bodybuilding and this Atlas person that I completely knew about before 12 seconds ago, <laughs> that's uh, how I realized you know my place in the world. I am... I am someone's pectoral muscle. That actually worked out really well because I think you you really did talk about some uh, some research you did during Star Wars. So uh, so I think that worked out really really well. Uh, yes, I know what it's like to look at uh, bodybuilding pictures. I believe I have used the pun. Uh, I'm becoming bisexual uh, uh, before nice. in a script. Perfect. So yeah. Perfect. Uh, Ian, what about you? There's really nothing I can add to that. To be completely honest. <laughs> So, no, so in Rocky Horror, there's a big song about working out and stuff and Charles Atlas's seal of approval. And I was like, there's no way Richard O'Brien just made that up. So, of course, I had to Google it and go somewhere. And yeah, Charles Atlas was basically, I don't know if this is common knowledge or not, but it was something I had no idea about. But yeah, he was a pretty much the first bodybuilder as we know them in the kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger get oiled up sense. There had been strong men before, but um, this guy found a way to make money from it um and yeah in 1922 um that's when he started doing it and his big shtick was that you can go from 90 pounds to a beefcake if you follow these easy steps and this program of dynamic tension um turned it into a company in 1927 and it is still going today (laughs) which was just this entire string of this entire man's life that is just so wow. bizarre and from from a period of time where we don't associate bodybuilding and the stuff everything that we're going through today minus technology has already happened and it will happen again yeah. um so yeah it wasn't all kind of bow ties and bowler hats it was this dude pumping iron in the 20s yeah amazing crazy uh, jonathan what about you 
Um, so there was a th- uh, a bit in Star Wars Visions where I don't remember what the specific line was the guy said, but we made the joke like, why wouldn't you do a, a one-liner that fit more with what was going on? You know, like instead of saying rock em, why wouldn't you say like, you know, punch him or whatever? Yeah, right. So, but anyways, but I was trying to figure out what I was going to use there. And so I was just Googling uh, fighting one-liners and uh, I can't, I found some that I thought were funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me. so i found like this list of like the top 40 like one-liners or love, whatever this is, this is such a me keeping tabs i love this I so much <laughs> i am so excited for this list you have no idea but uh the ones i wrote down i have to warn you if you're jewish my fist is not kosher i like that one <laughs> okay okay let me introduce you to my friends mr fisty and his wife elaine i don't even know what that means <laughs> Might as well stop breathing. You're not going to be doing that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The confidence with that one. I know. I didn't fight my way to the top of the food chain to be a vegetarian. Um, I loved, and then I love the simplicity of I love dancing, and then you have to pause for a beat, and then you say, on your grave. (laughs) (laughs) That's really important. Yeah, you have to pause. Yeah. Yes. So that was just. I don't know. That was so fun. good. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, as promised, I'm going to talk about the uh, the outtakes for Rocky Horror, which uh, all together were some of, some of my favorite outtakes uh, that we've done. Uh, starting off with uh, you know Bob the Tomato singing "I Love My Lips" uh, with the lips from Rocky Horror, uh, all the mm-hmm. way to the name exclaims, uh, which I wanted to talk about specifically because it's my favorite thing. When we kind of collaborate on something like that, and it was one of those things where I knew the idea. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, how funny would it be to take other movie moments where people are just yelling names and put it in there? And my level of being able to know and grab that stuff is so far below like everybody else on the team that I know I need to go to them. And so I go to our, our Slack, and I'm just like, hey, here's the idea. What do you think? And then it was just like, Boom, 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 boom. And people were like, you know, <laughs> There's no throwing too them many. in there. And and yeah, we ended up with too many. In fact, some of the in the in the um in the comments, people were saying, like, oh, what about Donkey? Donkey should have been in there. And what these were suggested. It was just like I, I didn't want it to go on for, you know, five minutes. Uh, so yeah. I think so, it could have yeah. done but we it could have gone on for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it, it could probably could have, uh, in hindsight. Um, but we could uh, still do something like that. I think that se- like a little side project like that would be kind mm-hmm. of fun. You mm-hmm. go back to the comment section and or, or you know, we tweet about it and say, hey, we're going to we're going to do a run. Send mm-hmm. us your name. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Where, where you are. And then you just take all of the compilations and. <laughs> I did- it's a repeater. The longer it goes on, you get waves of it being funny again and again and again. I, I and I love that there's also a a cleverness to some of it as well. Whereas like the the first one is Doctor Marvin instead of Doctor Scott. Like yes. that's really fun to me. The idea that after Rocky you have Rocky actually saying Adrian, Perfect. you know, like there's there's that kind of stuff too uh, that I really enjoy. And then uh, when it was finally done and posted, I think a lot of people's uh, favorite in our Slack was the Tom Ripley one because it's just like he's so happy to be there. <laughs> hey, I'm Tom Ripley, you know? Hey, like, <laughs> I'm here. It's so, so fun. Um, but I think the ones that fit the best for this whole thing, I think Kevin. I think Kevin from Home Alone feels oh, like yeah, it belongs really there. Yeah. And yeah. and there was one other one I really just felt like, oh, it just feels like that 
belonged in those outtakes. Uh, Stella. Uh, um, yeah, Stella's a good one too. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, but that I think the Kevin one was was probably the one that felt like it actually it could have been in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So good, so um, good. But a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, Ian, did you have any uh, other of the uh, outtakes or things to say about putting the outtakes together for this one? Since I brought it up, or um, or um, any other keeping tabs? Because you mentioned you had a bunch. So no, um, I uh, may have overpromised there because my second <laughs> one was all of the drag race names. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So I managed to spoon it into an earlier segment. Nice, nicely done. <laughs> all right, let's move in to the comment section. I want to know. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're going to take a look at the comment from this week's material or just from you, from any of the places that you can comment to us, whether it be uh, Discord or Twitter or any of those places and in the videos themselves. Um, Ian, why don't you go first? What's, uh, What's your comment section for this week? Uh, well, I wasn't kidding when I, I would open up a social media and it would very quickly be Jeremy, Jeremy explaining he doesn't have a puck and then go somewhere else. I was like, oh, it's this again. So good. I just love that for 10 minutes you really inconvenienced him. Um, but I need to respond to um, some factual, um, a factual thing that I said wrong last week and was happily I love it. This corrected. Is, I, I, listen, this is my new favorite part of the comment section. This is the uh, are the comments right or wrong section. Uh, so. Yeah. Ian, were the comments right or wrong? Um, well, this was correct. This one okay. I will take the blame for. Um, Lollipop um, corrected something I said wrong in last week's episode, which was that Big Ben does not refer to the clock face. It is to the bell. And I knew that. Just on the spot, I had to pull it from somewhere, mm-hmm. and I committed to the wrong um, the wrong appendage of said clock tower. You pulled, so you I pulled apologize. Wrong, you pulled out the wrong egg. Uh, I, I, yes. I pulled out the wrong egg from wherever <laughs> it was seated, so I will hand back in my um, passport, license, and crumpets um, <laughs> that, that, that make me the Englishman that I am. So, apologies. Nice. I was wrong, but nice. Hawkeye still should not have been able to kill Thor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go next because mine is kind of a, where the comments right or wrong, and in this case, I think the comments are wrong. Uh, this was from somebody named John who said, "TV sins doesn't understand the concept of fridging." Fridging is when you kill off a character for momentary shock that the protagonist soon moves on from. Her death is the entire plot. Uh, that's wrong. Yeah, I stand by. I stand by that comment. Thank you. <laughs> that that uh, that comment is actually the opposite of what fridging is. Um, the idea of fridging is that you kill off a woman character who is important to the male protagonist, and that that is what drives them for their journey, for their entire uh, journey. Um, Fridging is the practice of killing off or hurting a minor character in order to motivate or torture the main character. Um, And I don't know if there's any better way to explain what this does to Doctor Strange than motivate and torture. Like, I mean, that is exactly what it does to him. The reason this is important to talk about is just because of how women are used in stories and have been uh, used through the years in stories and how that's changing. Um, It doesn't mean those kind of stories don't exist. It doesn't mean those kind of stories can't be told well. It just means because there have been so many of them where the women seem to exist to motivate the men's plot, that it's something worth paying attention to and listening to. And the point of that sin, by the way, was just that it wasn't an improvement for that character from the movie, who many people have said was treated pretty poorly in that movie as far as being used. So... Um, yeah, what's better? Let's kill her. 
Yeah, right. yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, I wanted to to kind of defend that one uh, a little bit. Uh, Danae, why don't you uh, go next? I went to Rocky Horror for some feedback because there's just you know, of course the the comments are going to be really juicy on that one. Um, and Emily says explaining Rocky horror to my roommate who's never heard of it was not insignificantly helped by this video, which I liked. <laughs> nice. There are 18 responses uh, below this. And I really, really enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed all of them because they're having a great time. John replies, a reason to get stoned and toast at midnight works for my friends. I like simple friends. <laughs> um, Joe says, now try explaining why we all used to make it a special point to see it at a midnight show every weekend twice. Then try further explaining how we were so into it that we've watched it over 500 times, literally <gasps> at the theaters. Oh, that's wow. amazing. Uh, that What a flex. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Pirate for Hire 314 goes on to a very long explanation, like actually trying to give an explanation of the movie, which is delightful to read. Um, and then Lynn adds, yes, explaining the draw of the audience participation has always been the trickiest yet most crucial part for me. You throw toast? What? Everyone shouts during the movie and this is fun? Why? Uh, so just people <laughs> finding each other in the chat. It's one, one of the things I like about when we do like a critical role reference or we do something that's just a, a reference like on an outtake or a sin and people find each other in the comments and start to talk to each other. Uh, that's delightful. But when it's an entire movie experience and they're finding each other in there, it's great. Yeah, and that's so a lot of fun. I, I really yeah. enjoyed the comment section of Rocky Horror. It is fun. It's a, it's just, a, I mean, of course it is. Of course it's going to be a fun comment section oh, yeah. because that is, that's the whole point. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Yeah, so mine was from What If also. It's actually a comment from Oversoul Gaming on YouTube who I know mm -hmm. is sometimes in the live feed. I don't know that I've seen them today. Yep. But uh, they said, this is the most depressing episode in the entire show and somehow you still managed to make it hilarious. Thank you. So I just thought that was really nice. Uh -huh. I knew you pulled that one out as well. Yeah, yeah. Nice. very Thank kind. You. Appreciate it. Thank you. But Are... you didn't, did you, Ian? You had to talk <laughs> no, about I'm a bad. jerk. I had to talk about myself because that's what I do best. <laughs> All right, let's move into Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wildest dreams. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. Uh, I will kick us off. Uh, the movie that I saw this weekend was Last Night in Soho. And... Um, <gasps> I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Uh, Edgar Wright has been one of my favorite directors, and notice that's in the past tense. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't. I don't hate Edgar Wright. No, I don't hate him now. Uh, but this is a very different kind of movie for him. Um, mm -hmm. It is. He has really stripped back his humor. There's this. It's not a humorless movie, but it is very light on humor. It is very much about the mystery. Um, the themes, those kind of things, which that's fine. Um, and it's very, very much about the visuals, which are the best part of this movie. Uh, he is working on a visual level here that is hinted at in Baby Driver and his other movies, um, but is just kind of next level, I, if, as far as I'm concerned, uh, in Last Night in Soho. I did not connect to the main protagonist. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I could put my finger on it yet as to why. Uh, but that had a fairly decent impact on my ability to remain connected to the story. Um, so while I enjoyed the pretty visuals and the mystery was okay, if not maybe a bit predictable for me, um, I 
I didn't have like a great, great, great experience. Um, so kind of a middle of a road kind of feeling about this one, um, which uh, which I will expound more on uh, Sif Pop, the podcast I do uh, for movie reviews. But just wanted to let everybody here know um, mm. that, yeah, kind of a middle of the road. Lots of great things about it, but also some things that I didn't quite uh, work for me. So I'm going to keep thinking about it. It's pretty it, high on my list of films to see next from the I mean, it's Edgar Wright. A few trailers. I mean, it's just Edgar Wright. I've got so much goodwill for him. Yeah. And, I really love it. seeing Matt Smith do stuff as well. Um, yeah. So there wasn't much about this film I'm not looking forward to, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out Still tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Nice. But we'll see. Ian, what about you? Um, I've been catching up on something that I have very guiltily not seen yet, even though it's been out for years, and it's The Peaky Blinders. Oh. This is a heavy recommend with a even heavier but. Um, and the butt is a huge, huge butt of triggers, triggers, triggers. Um, if you name a trigger warning or something that that you react badly to or don't like seeing, it will be in this show. It has no... It's, it's more extreme than Game of Thrones. But the storytelling is so, so good. Killian Murphy is incredible. Um, he's such a, such a good actor. Um, I connect with every single character, even though they're living a life that I can't relate to and I can't understand. Um, the storytelling isn't overly complicated. There's like a few different layers that interweave, but it's never like Game of Thrones where you're like, right, what are these people doing and where are they in the country and how did they get there and why do I care? Um, it's um, five or six seasons long, six episodes a season, like all of the best English television because we can't. <laughs> for some reason, do a series that's longer than six hours, but it benefits from that really tight storytelling. Um, love it. Super recommend with the massive caveat of do some research into the triggers that are in it because there's a... F- nice. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, I've mostly been reading lately, so I guess I'll talk Ding. about a book. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> take take a know. drink. Aaron and Ian are the same person. Take a drink. <laughs> yeah. what, oh, reading. Oh, yeah, I got, I'm with you now. <laughs> We, we both do. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I've just been doing that more than watching stuff, other than watching stuff for sending purposes. But mm-hmm. uh, one book I decided to mention that was really fun, it's called The Stowaway, and it's written by uh, James S. Murray and Darren Wearmouth. James S. Murray, from what I understand, I've never watched this show, but there's a show on, I think it's on True TV. I think it's called Impractical Jokers. I think is what it's called. It's pro- oh, yeah, I love that show. So he's apparently on that or has something to do with that, uh, but he's also a novelist. This is the first book of his I've ever read, uh, but it's uh, the the central premise is that um, this uh, lady, uh, Maria Fontana, is on a jury of, uh, of this serial killer that's being tried, or this supposed serial killer that's being tried named Wyatt Butler, and he's just as hideous as you could imagine a serial killer being. And uh, one of the jurors uh, doesn't believe there's enough uh, evidence to convict him, so it ends up being a hung jury, and he gets released. And then you come to find out that she confesses to the media just so uh, they'll leave all the other jurors. The jury, like, the jury gets leaked, and then everybody's harassing all the jurors, so she comes forward and says she was the one that did it. She was the one that, you know, said he could, you know, she didn't have enough evidence to convict him. So then it cuts to two years later and she's bit kind of getting her life back together after being like harassed and all that kind of stuff by the, vic- like, you know, the victim's families and all that kind of stuff over the last couple of years. And her and her boyfriend and her du- kids decide to go on this cruise. And then while they're on the cruise, people start getting killed. And it's essentially, it's the same, 
it's the same method and a lot of the same scenarios uh, that were reminiscent of the serial killer that was put on trial. So then it kind of becomes like a whodunit of like, you know, is this the serial killer or is this a copycat and why are they after her specifically? And uh, I don't know. I had a lot of fun with it. It's It's got a really cool setting. I think a cruise is a really interesting setting for like a murder mystery uh, or, or horror, whatever, however you want to look at it. And uh, so I enjoyed that aspect of it. I also thought... I found uh, it gets to the point where you realize it can only really be one person. So I don't know if there's so much in the, in the who's doing it, but there is definitely a pretty big twist in another area of the story, which was really fun. Um, but anyways, uh, I just, it was a really fun, uh, murder mystery and I had a lot of fun with it and it's called the stowaway. So there you go. Nice. And today is going to finish us off. Uh, but not with the beyond the sins with, uh, with a few words about the future. So, uh, I like t- words. <laughs> today, what do you want to say? Well, I wanted to uh, just come to you guys and let you know that I'm going to be taking a step away from Behind the Sins for an indeterminate amount of time um, and not to panic. Everything is going to be just <laughs> fine. Uh, leaving you in uh, you'll be very well capable after. heads of uh, Aaron and Ian and Jonathan. So they're going to continue to entertain every week. Um, and then we're going to be working behind the scenes on scenes. Sin- wow. That <laughs> That's was where it nice. from. <laughs> it worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. Finally got it after two <laughs> on years. Some, um, <laughs> some new content uh, or ways for me to come back to the show and, you know, re-engage with you guys every week with fun content and fun things to talk about. So um, it's not that I'm going away for Avers. I am just taking a break for time. Um, and... Uh, I'm probably going to be putting together another survey. So just we're really curious about um, how you guys feel about the show. And we did this really early on, maybe like two years ago, mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. Has it been two years? Is it two years this month? Mm-hmm. For this? I remember yeah, doing it. I think, I think you might it's be right. two years this month, actually. Yeah. Uh, and so for new listeners who haven't heard about this poll from fucking two years ago, how could you not know? How could you not remember? Um, we did a quick poll of uh, questions about the show and your thoughts on the show and your favorite parts of the show. It got some really fun ideas and it gave us a gauge of how you were enjoying what we had essentially just created. And we haven't done something like that in a while. So um, we'll be doing things like that where we'll be announcing those um, kind of moments. And yeah, so I am excited to leave you guys with Dicer and Ian and Jonathan, it's going to be a lot of fucking fun. Or Jid, as you could call them. <laughs> but don't. Please don't. <laughs> if there's one thing that Dish. you could do for me while I it's step Dish. away for a moment is just please call them Jid. <laughs> or Gia. <laughs> it, has, it has been requested. It has been requested. Well, you know, if we call Aaron yeah. Dicer, like he's got on his screen, yeah, it would true. be Jid. Yeah. Um, you know what Jid works if you when you come back as well? Because it would just be two Ds at the end. What? Did, oh, did, I see. I see. Did, I see. I see what yeah, you're doing now. Just stick a D on the end, but it doesn't you're change sure the word. Did, why was that no, so No, no, no. I get it. Now. You're making <laughs> it sure that Danae feels welcome to come back anytime she wants because it doesn't change yeah, the G. You don't have to yeah, change the right. name. It just adds the D, exactly. right? Exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. The jit is consistent regardless Thank of how you, many Ds. Ian. Thank there you. There you go. Or maybe it's a <laughs> silent jit. I don't know. So, yeah, I'm going to go live life and do stuff, yo. And I will see you guys soon. Uh, for the live show, I'll come back. And there's other things, obviously, you're going to hear my voice in other places. Um, uh, and if you are desperately missing my voice, 
go to my Twitch channel. Slash Danae <laughs> Sets. Nice. I love it. Where I am streaming a lot more these days because I'm um, obsessed with the video game that I've already talked to you guys about several times and won't go into here. Well, Danae, you know how we feel about you. Uh, we love you. And yep. uh, it, it's absolutely amazing to hear your voice on this show uh, every week. And... Like Danae said, it is uh, unknown what the future looks like, um, but uh, for at least the next little bit, uh, Ian, Jonathan, and myself will be... It's Jid. Uh, Jid will be coming to you uh, on the show, so... Jidding all over um, No, I've already, I've already gotten used to it. Jidding all over, yes, yes. Yeah, massive jidding. Uh, there's, there's some questions in the, in the live show I'll just address real quickly. No, I'm not leaving CinemaSins. Um, and no, we don't have to update Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That is, that is fair. That is fair. Nice. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, and then let's see. So, yes, Danae uh, recommended Living Life and Doing Stuff. Uh, Jonathan talked about The Stowaway, which is a book, apparently. Uh, Ian is watching <laughs> Peaky Blinders on Netflix. Uh, and oh, I saw... Oh, oh. Before we go on, just quick, quick on the Peaky Blinders thing. Yeah. Uh, the character that I play that I'm streaming on Twitch called Babs is sort of loosely inspired by that world. Oh. Oh, nice. 100%. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. see that. So, yeah, absolutely. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and I saw Last Night in Soho, uh, which you can check out in theaters. Well, that's going to do it for Behind the Scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can mail it to us. P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. Hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. Uh, he is at Wits End. Now you're going to have to spell. At you're going to have you're going to have to spell that yeah. Ian, uh, at Wits End. Uh, w h i t t s i n n e. There you go. And she is at Danae says. Do I know? How did you spell yours? W h i t t. W h i t t s i n n e. Wits. I couldn't say yours. That's fucking clever. Oh my god. You can thank Mr. Dicer for that one. That was that was straight from the brain of Dicer. That was great. Really good. D E N E S A Y S. And at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Ian Whittington, Danae Hughes, a basket of muffins, and myself, we will see you next week. Happy Use Your Common Sense Day. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. Hey, Danae. Good morning, everybody. Oh, vampire on Halloween, eh? That is right. I'm vampire on Halloween. About to suck the interior of chocolate into my body. Including... My favorite, which is caramel. How do you kill a, a, a caramel vampire? Do you know, Jonathan? You're the horror expert. How do you how do you dispense of a vampire who doesn't drink blood but just likes chocolate caramel? I I have no idea. Mm, I okay. would assume the usual stuff applies. You could decapitate them. There's nothing in the lore about yeah, sweet, everybody change. Sweet everybody changes the lore anyways. Depends <laughs> on what movie you're watching. So yeah, yeah. So the decapitation like usually works on anything. Or that's true. Take every body part, cut it off, separate it, bury it in different places. Yeah, when you know, in doubt, kind of dismemberment uh, works yeah. fairly well. If nothing else, you to immobilize the threat. If you've got a strong stomach, that's a, that's the way to go. Actually, I don't know how well I do. I've never been in a fight. Yeah, me either. Danae, have you have you 
come to blows? I know you stood between people coming to blows. Have you ever like come to um, blows with anyone? Like in an actual like like a like a, a, a physical surprise altercation, fight? a surprise fight. Yeah, or like like, a, I have not been in a surprise fight, but I have been in several purposeful bouts, uh, and then also my combat training with martial arts. Right. Yes. Uh, when you say purposeful bouts, are you talking about your martial arts training or are you talking yeah. about like you and somebody else were like, OK, Let's we're going to duke club. it out? Yeah. OK. How'd it go? I won. OK. Yeah. Because of your martial arts training or was it before this that? This was before. Okay. Yeah, it was before. OK. What yeah. was your go to in physical alter- altercations? Uh, well, I have powerhouse legs, so if I could get them leg locked, uh, they're pretty fucked. And also, I'm really like I'm wiry, yeah. And so Scrappy. if they grabbed onto me, I could kind of like wiggle around, and my fingers would just my fingers would just like jab into ribs, like right in between things, and like push into like places on the neck that would cause them to cry. This particular season of my life did not last very long. Okay. Because the boys didn't want to play with me anymore. (laughs) No, no. Here we fucking go. So, Hey, how's childbirth? (laughs) Let's just detour to that. Oh, no. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Hey, to be fair, it You have to know when you can play and when you can't play, Ian. But the detour. Have I ever been happier not to be on a podcast? It was the perfect time for me to exit and get my breakfast. Uh, exit? Get it? <laughs> I'ma let that one go. <laughs> I decided to order these um HelloFresh breakfast things where it's a it's like a cheese and artichoke omelet quiche thing. Danae, that, so, that sponsorship is over. That sponsorship is has I ended. I don't fucking care. But it's so good. <laughs> so how is everybody? Good. How are we? Oh, I got to turn my volume up. I got to turn my volume up. I'm sorry. Hold okay. on. There I am. Yeah. I'm my volume up. That sounds good. Is that, do, 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 do. No, that's going on to the recording. <coughs> that's not going on the recording on my end. That's going on to the StreamYard. So you just turn right? your StreamYard volume up. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, that works out okay. perfectly. Because it's just going to keep doing yeah. shit on this side. No. I really like- thought I got... I really, really thought I fixed it. And I'm yeah. kind of bummed I didn't, but whatever. Not the first time that's happened. You're going to want to unplug the mic. Yeah. Unplug it. That is Mm -hmm. not how you fix things. That is, on a scale of one to fixing things, that's probably at the low end. There you go. Twist it. Mm -hmm. Twist it. Find the hole. Twist it. it. Careful, careful. Yeah. Careful with your fingertips. Rotate. Slow. Slower. Faster. Now faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, Too far. It's too tight. It's too tight. Get it out. Get it out. It's too tight. You have to. There you go. You got to face it back towards you. Right towards your mouth. There you go. Now, now put the other pluggy thing back in. You have to insert the male part into the female part on the back end. It's now just not innuendo anymore. It's just saying what's happening. <laughs> He's fixing a microphone. What do you think is happening? I, I don't know. Jonathan said it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we in? Well, lesson one is I'm never having a threesome with Danae and Ian. Uh, lesson, <laughs> lesson two. What do you mean? <laughs> I've still got a chance. <laughs> <sighs> I'll be back. Oh no! Oh. No. When it stops being functional and starts becoming a trap from saw, that's probably the time to change over to a new one. <laughs> Hello, Aaron. I want to play a game. This would be the worst scene in a saw movie ever. 
You have spent your life presenting podcasts. This is like Saul 25. They've like just run out of ideas. It's some guy trying to put his mic back together. Uh, I think Ian wanted to talk about birth stories again. No. hundred. No. Nope. 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 nope so nope. go ahead, Ian. That's Thank a hard you for night. bringing that up again. No. No, go ahead. The floor is yours. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Go on then. No. I love how today's completely turned the table here. This is amazing. This is... This is like top-notch professional stuff by Danae here. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. No! Thank you. Can we talk about something um, visual, entirely visual? So podcast listeners who this outtake is, we're going to have to have some some description from you guys. Uh, first, I'll show you the pieces Okay. here. Okay, those okay. are oh, I know what those pieces are from. So this is a sad moment. I, I know what those, can you tell what those are? Okay, now you know. She has shown you the rest of the... Is that the one we'll... you made for Iris? Yeah. For it's that show. So Bunga-dunga, the arms have broken called. off Chico bon bon, of Chico Bon Bon. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, that is a sad day. It's a great Chico Bon Bon. You can't bon put bon. them back? Isn't it yeah. clay? Yeah. Well, it's polymer. Oh, um, I've yeah. already glued the tail back on. Uh, you can see the seam slightly. And then she comes to me and she says, Bad news, Mom. Chico Bon Bon is broken. But the good news is you can fix it. I was like, oh, can I though? But what if I can't? Your faith in me, child, is astounding, but it's killing me. Similarly sad story. About polymer clay? Did you break a Star Wars ship? (gasps) First of all, can somebody please boot Aaron? (laughs) Second of all, you're going to feel like a real dick because yes, one of my little ships broke. Uh, How badly? I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad uh, for what my joke. Ooh. I feel bad that one of your ships has broken. Um, so yeah. <laughs> he says, "Thank you." Are yeah. you reenacting first Alfred Woodard in First Contact? No, not that I, one. I, I wasn't. No, so I was reenacting yesterday's Enterprise, where the Enterprise B. <gasps> oh, now no, it just oh. it just came in half. That's not like a small break. That's, that's a big break. That's yeah, like that's the entire the the entire the structure cell, of the engine is just where the people live. Oh, the, yeah, the dome, everything. The saucer section, yeah. So some enterprises do separate at the saucer section. None of them do this. That's not <laughs> canon. That's not meant to happen. And do you know the best part of the story? You can hide your weed in there. Second best part of the story. <laughs> I need to reassess the parts of this story now and where they rank. Um, the best part of the story is that my dad did it. <laughs> oh no, your poor so, father. Yeah, he it was great because I was in the um, the loft or attic, which mm-hmm. is right above there. So the ship was on behind my head just there, and I was getting down some Christmas decorations for them. So they they like to plan ahead. Um, and I I heard a crash while I was up there, and my dad just went. Yeep! Oh no! I was like like a little, like a little yeep. Just a little, um, and I just said, "Dad, what's you're right?" And he went, "Yep, uh, no, that's not a, that was too quick." No, yeah. that's, what's happened? And the next sentence is that it's something that I remember saying to him when I was younger and I'd broken something. It was, "Don't worry, I'll buy you a new one." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, so no. I just said, "Which one is it?" Because I knew at this point it something had broken, and he was like, "It's one of the Enterprises." <gasps> mm. Mm. So yeah, and it just so happens to be my second favorite. So it's fine. It's okay. So it's fixable. It's repairable. Parents, man. 
So I have a story I have to tell before we invite everybody in. Uh, you may have seen it on Slack, but I have to tell it here as well. I went to a movie last night, and we'll talk about the movie I saw uh, later in the show. But I went to a movie last night, and as you know, in most places, you have re- reserved seating now, right? Like, you pick your now seat, this, mm-hmm. you go and sit in your this seat. This made me mad. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. So I, I go to this movie. I always sit back row center. Uh, there are reasons for this. I got into the habit when I was taking notes during movies for my reviews because I didn't want to distract anybody, those kind of things. And now I just do because I kind of like it. I like being in the back. I like that nobody's behind me. It's just, you know, whatever. So I go in the entire back row, other than two seats on the end are taken up by a group of seven people. And immediately I'm like, I know my seat is right in the middle of them. So I step up there and uh, one of the the humans in the middle says, I think we're in your seat. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then, she, then she said, um, would you, uh, do you want to sit between us? Do you want like, you, do you want to join our group? I'm like what what are you talking about like you know move go somewhere like you know um you obviously have seats you paid for you didn't pay for these seats there's no way you split you know you you know your seats around me or whatever and but instead of course I'm just me I'm like now sit over here and they're like no you're alone and then they started like to patronize me like I needed to join their group because I was somehow incomplete because I had gone to the movies alone oh, oh you're my alone why don't you sit with us we you know you didn't we're... make them break up <laughs> I, I, I did I think really about it for a second like I, done... I did think yeah. about it for a second but I really didn't care and so like it was you know it, it wasn't so much listen I don't have as okay. big of a thing about um like I don't have this thing where I would be afraid to do that if I if like it was something that I felt was important or whatever. But I do have right. this thing where I like instantly gauge how much do I really care. And in that instance, I didn't yeah. really care. I, I mean, I agree with that. I was more when you told the story. I was more thinking about the way they handled it that pissed me exactly. off. Exactly, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. yeah, because if you're if they were like, hey. I'm, I know we took your seat. I apologize. We just weren't able to all sit together. If mm-hmm. you need us to move, that's cool. But this is, you know, I mean, something like that. Like yeah. something like, you yeah, know. It's that a gamble normal... that you take, isn't it? And if you don't yeah. end up winning out, then that's fine. But, but they were just, the audacity of what they said is just, yeah, kind of that kills me. I think it came from an elevated, fun what they felt was fun energy in their yeah. group. I think those seven people had decided we're going to have a fun night at the movies. They're joking. I think they're just assholes. I, I don't think there's any, there's no way to reason behind around the fact Both that they're assholes. So I think everything's about them. So then the, the, the addendum to this is I sit down in one of those two seats at the end. I put a, uh, a seat. I'm sitting on the very end. I put a seat between me and the, the, you know, the seventh person in the row or whatever. And she turns to me and says, are you sure you don't want to sit with us? I don't bite um, very, I think she said, I don't bite very hard. And then she says, but you know, you might like it. And I'm like, what, <laughs> like, what are we doing right now? Like, like what, what is going on now? It's like, been, are you flirting with me? Are you making fun of me? Like you what? Inter- you're introduced to idiots and uh, assholes. It's been too long. Yeah. Pandemic has reset the social structure and now people think that they can talk like they do online. You know, like this Something is a chat like room, yeah. you know, well, and they have that sort of boldness that when they go into a room that they can just be like <clears throat> age, sex, location check, buddy, you know, or whatever. <laughs> ASL. Hit ASL. Me up. Um, but and then her friend, you know, next to her was like, oh, yeah, she's feisty. 
And and I was like, okay, guys, all right, uh, I'll join you. Where are we going afterwards? Am I coming to your place? Yeah, like, what's up? like, what am I supposed to? Okay, first oh of my all, God. What, what if, if I you play had into leaned it? into that? Yeah. yeah, what if I leaned into that? I totally <laughs> could the have. Then step? all of a sudden, I'm a creep, right? Like, all of a sudden, I'm the giant loner guy who's like, yeah, baby, you're feisty, huh? <laughs> how, old, you? how old did they appear? Were they like 20-somethings? I think too. I think 20-somethings. Yeah. I have a bad gauge on this. Everybody looks I, I way young to too. me now. Like, as you know, as I continue to age, like, you know, people Well, you have all, older kids. And I have older children. That is yeah. correct. So, yeah, I would so say- So they could I, have been anything from 15 to 35, which I think we don't right. know. I'm not kidding you. I think you're right. It absolutely could. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say 35. It could have been anything from- Yeah, could have been 15. Could have been anything from 15 to 28. Probably somewhere in that yeah. range. I, I just I have such a bad gauge on that. Now, plus, it was dark. You know, it's a, a dark theater, which is my only explanation for why they were flirting with me in that way is that, uh, that it was supremely <laughs> dark. <laughs> they just thought that you were six foot nine and thought, yeah, yeah. Just, we're going to have a slice of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I think it's odd. People still find it weird that people go to movies by themselves too. like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I've just been doing it so long. I don't, I don't get that. And I see so many people by themselves at movies. So you know what I find, I find that when someone questions like, Oh, you do that. It's, yeah. it, they're really just revealing the things about themselves that they themselves yeah. could never do something mm-hmm. alone or they themselves yeah. are uncomfortable. I think you're but right. It's always weird that we kind of are trained as 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 humans to immediately question ourselves rather than be confident in our decisions. Like yeah. when someone says, "Why are you doing this?" You think, "Yeah, why am I?" Instead of, "Why are you asking me that fucking question?" Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I, think we I assume agree. that it's the whole of humanity that's asking us, just, not just yeah. this one person. This so it's one just person. as likely that they're in the wrong. Or, hey, let's let's imagine this: nobody's in the wrong, and just do what you fucking want. Yeah, I yeah. I hope I know it's really difficult to understand because uh, it takes time and experience to think about this. This one person doesn't represent all, but we we have that mentality yeah, like ingrained in us somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm wanting to I'm, I'm going to experiment with my daughter Iris. If if this is in the future and you are an adult <laughs> and you're listening to your mother, maybe I've passed away by now. First of all, you're killing it. You're doing great. Yeah. I'll see you on the flip side. But oh, and I love you. <laughs> First thing I should say. Sorry, kid. Um, no, I'm going to experiment with Iris. I really like, so for example, here's the example. We were at the playground the other day and she was playing with this kid that she thinks is her friend. Uh, I think she's horrible. Um, I'm kidding, Molly. You're great. I watched this exchange where Molly says, if you don't do this, I'm not going to play with you anymore and I won't be your friend. And so she wants like Molly wants the ball, right? So Molly takes so So Iris is holding the ball and she's like, but it's my turn. And I like sit back for a second because mama's triggered. <laughs> Emotional manipulation, not my fave. And so Molly turns around, she crosses her arms and she goes off and pouts. And she's like, I'm never going to talk to you again unless you give me this ball. And she walks off. And Iris turns and she looks at me and she's like, mom, I, I, it's my turn with the ball, but I really want to play with her again. And I want her to be my friend. And this is my, my kid's four and a half and she's processing this really, really mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So I say, Iris, you're being emotionally manipulated. And she goes, what's that, mama? And I was like, oh, oh. good. Let's open this door. So I said, I said, she wants you to give her the ball and she will say something mean to make you do it. You don't have to give her the ball and she will play with you. And she finishes with her temper tantrum. And she says, oh, OK. And she walked off. I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> right, I don't know right, if I'm going right. to give her the tools that she needs with which to see a human being coming and go, yeah, I don't know about you, sucker. I don't know if I'm turning my kid into a crazy person. But I love the idea of being like, oh, it's okay. She'll come around instead of being like, oh, you should you should share. Don't fucking share. It's your turn with the fucking ball. Play with the ball. And if she doesn't want to be your friend, fuck off. 
that's the kind of mom I want to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she was sharing because she let her play with the ball first. Then it took her turn. That's sharing. Uh-huh. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. We, we've dealt with that, man. It's 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 interesting what kids will say. I'm afraid for my kid and her friends that she's going to have. I'm going to be the mom be like, get the fuck out of my house. You know, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm scared. Meredith might do that, too. Well, listen, you are, you <laughs> oh, are doing what, does what generations and generations of parents mm. have done before you, which is work out your own issues through your children. Like, that is... Thank you. It, Thank you. It's a very this is my natural therapy. thing. No, absolutely. Yeah. It, is, it is. We have to be careful with it. We're ne- we're we do. Al- we're always going to have places where we take it too far, but I think it's healthy. I think it's natural. It will help your child understand who you are and so i shouldn't have know. shoved her down the, the slide shouldn't have called her mother and been like <laughs> no no that was maybe a little bit too far yeah bursting the ball in front of her was probably a bit too much <laughs> I, I i will take this opportunity to put a cap on my story the final moment oh, yeah. was during the movie i uh, had the recliner reclined out and this person who had offered to bite me uh decided they needed to, to go to the bathroom or whatever so when they walked by me, because my feet are out there and I'm tall, she put her hand on my shin to kind of move my feet a little bit while she's, you know, kind of scuffled by. Like, she touched me instead of, you know, <laughs> saying, excuse me, or whatever. And I was like, what? No. What? That's not okay. That's she doesn't really understand not social okay. cues. That's I'm, not all can right. Can you imagine the role reversal? No. Can you imagine me nope. doing that to some young lady uh, at the movie theater no. and be like, oh, no. you're feeling no. kind in the way. Let me touch your leg. Let me, <laughs> let me move you and wink while I do it and not come off like a total creep. Yeah. yeah, no, that infuriates me when strange women touch me. And that has happened. Like, they'll pat you on the shoulder or something, you know? Oh, man. Like, why, I, why, why I, are you touching me? The last time I lost a bunch of weight, I would have women at church pat my belly. I felt like a pregnant woman. They would come up, they would <laughs> come up to me weird. and they, they would run rub my belly they'd be go oh my goodness look at you and i'd be like yeah look at you <laughs> like what are you touching doing? me <laughs> i once had a customer put his hand on my shoulder because i wouldn't refund an item and i just looked at the hand until he removed it like, now we can <laughs> good continue choice, yeah. good choice <laughs> all oh right we God. should get started we're about six minutes no uh, no no i want ian to tell the story about the time he stopped his shoplifter <laughs> Oh, next time. Next, next, time. Next, next time. Next time on BTS. Why is my camera frozen? What was happening? Is oh, my Janae, camera your frozen? camera is frozen. Look, my, look, look oh, I'm like frozen. sleeping. Look. <laughs> you, look like the, you look like the girl from the ring. <laughs> Apathy also says, I find horror movies funny. That's my motivation, but I agree with Aaron and Spirits. Um... <laughs> That's cre- that's kind of that's kind of scary that you find horror movies funny. That kind of creeps me out more than anything. You know, I, I like, definitely oh, don't look at that find person him. get butchered. <laughs> Today's back, and you're moving. I am moving. Sorry about <laughs> that. I was frozen in time. It's a Halloween trick. Happy your, Halloween. Your camera is right. possessed. Are we going for Transylvania or Russia? Which one? Pick a lane, guys. <laughs> Okay, Judger. All all Eastern European accents are the same. Come on. Good. They're they're all all identical. I don't have to know what accent I'm doing. I'm just having fun. (laughs) Fuck. No. Fun will be modulated. Wow. Wow. This is going to be fun. Do you mean moderated? (laughs) I definitely meant moderated. (laughs) No, I would like to modulate your fun. I'm going to turn it up or down. I'm just going to turn your fun up and down. It kind of made sense. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 